Thank you, Pastor. <clears throat> In church, it's the first um, Sunday of 2024, the first week of 2024. It's just past us. Um, and, and it's always around this time of year that the people like to make what, well, what's most commonly known as New Year's resolutions, and whether that be to eat healthier, um, or in other words, just put down the chocolate, or whether it be to exercise more, saving money, lose weight, and give up things that are stressful, and, and things like that. We like, to, we like to give things up, we like to take up new things, and, and this is always a time when people like to do it. It's around this time that people like to do it. And, and Forbes magazine reckons that less than 25% of people will make it through the first month will make it through the first month of their new goal and about 8% of people actually accomplish the task that they set out to do. And, and I hope that whatever it is that, that you're taking up this year or that you're giving up, I hope that you can see it through to completion. I know that we were encouraging some people at the beginning of the week there to maybe start Bible in a year and it's nice to hear some people are, are doing that and you're, you're on day seven and some people are doing it with friends, some people are doing it with family and, and let's include those around us in, in when, we're, when we're going forward, we're moving forward together um, and, and I'm not big specifically on what we would call New Year's resolutions. I'm not, it's not an advert to sell that or anything like this, but what I'm always in favour of is people making positive change in their lives. Change in your life that, that will help you to give up what it is that is holding you back, that will help you take up what it is that brings glory to God in your life. I'm in favour of, of positive change, of of new things being taken up of a fresh start and and if a new year's goal is your vehicle for doing that for making these changes in your life that that help you get closer to god that help people see christ better in you then then i'm a fan of that but today i just want to simply ask the question what way is it taking you the, the choices that you make, the things that you're taking up, whatever it is that you're deciding to give up, what way is it taking you? Do you know that there are multiple ways? Do you know that there are different paths that, that you can take? There are choices that we can make and, and maybe a good vehicle to take, a good avenue of thought is what way will this take me? Will this help me in my relationship with God? Will it help me to bring glory to God? Is it going to lead me closer to him? Are we going to go on the paths that he has made for us? And I love a fresh start. I think, I think everybody loves a fresh start. I love, I love a good clear out. I love a new beginning. And for a lot of people, this time of year is that. It's that fresh start. It's that, that beginning point. And when we have that starting point, it means that, that we can look back 
It means that when we go beyond this, we can look back and see what's been accomplished and we can celebrate that. If, if you're one of the, the 8% that, that Forbes says, I would like to see that in the context of a church. I'm sure somebody's done that study. Um, but yeah, eight, if you're one of those 8% that will see your goal through to completion, then it's nice to look back at where you've began and celebrate that accomplishment. On the other hand, when we... When we look back and see that, that we have failed, that, that we haven't lived up to the mark, that we haven't accomplished what we set out to do, then we can work out what went wrong. We can work out what we need to change and we can pray and ask God to, to specifically speak into that area of our life. And maybe today you look at your life and you go, where is my life at right now? Where does it need to be? And how can I make that gap smaller? I'll repeat that if you didn't catch it. Where is my life at right now? Where does it need to be? And how do I make that gap smaller? If we want to get to where we want to be, what are the things that we can do to help us get there? What way is your choice taking you? What's going to get me to where I want to be? And in in Psalm 25, David recognises life as a difficult journey. For him, he is facing physical enemies. He is facing self-doubt. He is looking to God as his help. And perhaps as we read this today and we move in to 2024, we too can look to God as our help. And, and this passage we'll be looking at today, it's two verses, it's found in Psalm 25, verses 4 to 5. It says, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my saviour, and my hope is in you all day long. Church, let's pray and then we'll gather around God's word. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you, God, that that we just need continually reminded of these words that you have said. God, thank you for, for guiding us, for showing us your ways, Lord, for teaching us. Lord, I just pray that that as you would guide us today, God, that our eyes would be open. And that even even when we have heard these words before, even when they have been taught to us before, God, would we be willing to receive something new and fresh? God, would you remind us? Would you lead us? Would you guide us? And, And through your word today, would you encourage us? Would you bless us? And would our response bless you? Lord, we thank you for your word. It's in your son's holy and precious name we give thanks. Amen. Amen. And church, yes, these are, these are words that will be familiar to us, and, and I know that. But this is the passage that I was led to today when, when we look at the choices we make, the ways that we choose to go. And, and David starts these verses, this verse 4, with, with a statement there. It says, show me your ways. And I wonder, do we ever approach God like this? Do we, do we start off that way? Is that, is that our first request? God, show me your ways. And, and what's interesting about this is the psalm writer has seen so much in his life. He has seen so much of God. He has seen God give 
And he has seen God take away. He has seen God's blessing and God's faithfulness. And he has struggled and he has triumphed. He has seen so much of God. And yet he still asks, God, show me your ways. He knows that he doesn't have it all together. And, and he knows how God operates. And so he knows that God needs to show him. That God needs to reveal to him. Show me, God, let me see your ways. Can I encourage you today that until you have seen God, you have not seen it all. Until we are with him. Until that day, we have not seen it all. We do not know it all. And we need to continually ask God to show us the way. It doesn't matter how long we have been on on this journey, how much we have seen, how well we think we know God or we know his word. Lord, show me your ways. We can be encouraged by that today. That can apply to our lives. God, show me your ways. Even when you've seen his faithfulness or even when you've seen how he has brought you through a struggle, Still ask him to reveal something to you. Don't don't think that you've got it all mastered. Don't think that you know the way that he wants you to take. Ask him. Speak to him. Say, God, show me your ways. Repeat those, those words as you would pray and as you would approach God. God, show me your ways. And, and what's interesting to me again, and just these, these words that we have and what we pick up, is in these verses here, David, he doesn't forget about David. He's asking God to show me. He himself wants to see. The, the psalm writer wants God to show him. And we need to remember to not to try and pour from a jar that is empty. God, show me. Show me. We need to ask God to do a work in us, in ourselves. And maybe, yes, the starting point in our prayer lives, in our walk with God, it needs to be here. And and that's not about a selfish thing. It's not about forgetting about other people. We'll, We'll get on to that. But we've shared this in church before. Maybe for those who haven't heard it or for those who need reminded. It's a quote from somebody called Gypsy Smith. It says this. They're once asked how to start a revival. He answered, go home, lock yourself in your room, kneel down in the middle of your floor, draw a chalk mark all around yourself and ask God to start the revival inside that chalk mark. When he has answered your prayer, the revival will be on. God, show me. Do a work in my life that I may pour out to others. Do we want something to begin, something to start? Do we want to see friends and family and loved ones come to know God? Lord, show me your ways. Teach me how to do it. Lead me and guide me. But God, show me. Let us get get into this intimate space with God and whatever you call that this year 
if you call it your, your, your quiet time or, or your devotion time or your deliberate time, your obedient time, whatever that looks like, get into that space with God and ask of him, Lord, reveal yourself to me. I want to know more. I want to know the ways that you're leading me, but God, show me. And in Psalm 85 and verse 6, God people's ask, God, God's people ask, will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? God, stir me up again. Would you, would you do that, that work in my life that you did before? Would you, would you light a fire in me, God? Would you, would you lead me as you have done before? It's a continual thing, church. It's a continual back and forth with God. It's, it's a relationship that develops. And we want to continually ask God to show us, to lead us. And Lord, revive us again. Is anything, is any spiritual discipline in your life just feel dead at the moment? Does anything just feel like it's gone out or it's extinguished? Church, God is in the business of reviving dead things. He is in the business of bringing dead things back to life. So whatever area of your life that is, what, whatever vehicle you need to get in in order to get there again, ask God that he would revive you. If it needs to be a quiet time, if it needs to be a loud time where you worship God in that space, then you do that. But you ask God to revive you again. Light that fire in me, God, and show me. In church, let's be ready for God to respond. It's funny, it's just not, it's not normally in line with, with what we're taught. It, it, it looks within. And, and obviously, we always say others first. But church, can I encourage you that it's much easier to pull people from the edge when you yourself are not hanging there. So God, show me your ways. Revive us again. Let's ask God to begin something fresh in us. And let's be fired up. God, show me your ways. Teach me your paths. I want God to teach me something new. Are you happy to learn a way that is not your own? That, that might even, it might even go against the plan that you had. Maybe you had a plan for your life. X, Y, and Z, and this is how I'm going to get to Z. And, and are you happy that God would teach you a way that is totally different to how you thought it would be? It's just, a, it's an entirely different avenue. The, the vehicle looks totally different, but God, just teach me your path. Where is your way right now taking you? And what we have here is described a journey with God. And he's saying that there are paths that God wants us to take. God's paths, your paths. Lord, teach me your paths. Show me your ways. Again, it tells us that there are multiple ways. There are multiple choices. There, there are different paths. And we want to go down God's paths. His ways. Not our ways. Not anybody else's ways. Not, not the wrong way, God. Show me your ways. Teach me your paths. C.S. Lewis once said that you can't go back 
and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. We know that our relationship with God is a journey. And I pray that God would change your ending. That, that he would do a work in your life. And if, it's, if, if your life right now is leading to destruction, then we pray for you. We believe, we know that God can show you, that God can teach you, and that one day you will see him. We need to choose to follow God's path. Start where you are and, and don't stumble and then quit. If you stumble, keep going. Just, just keep going. Pick it back up. Keep going. Later on in Psalm 25 and 9, David says, He guides the humble in what is right. He teaches them his ways. He guides the humble. Are you humble? That's, that's sometimes a really difficult question to ask because even when you respond, yes, you're like, if I think I'm humble, am I really humble? It's, it's hard to know. But, but trust God in it. Ask him, is there anything that he needs to remove from your life in order to humble you? If you're humble, he will guide you. If you think you're beyond guidance, that's not a good place to be. You need to be reliant on God. Continually in, in the Psalms, we're taught to rely on God. We're taught that God teaches us that we do not know it all and we don't have it all together. Do you want to be taught? Are you teachable? You need guidance all of your life and God teaches the humble his way. Show me your ways. Teach me your path. Guide me in your truth. David said your truth to the only person that he could say that to and it be literal. He says your truth to God. Because in today's world, we're led to believe that, that there is your truth and that there is my truth, there is her truth and there is his truth. And then David comes and he says to God, guide me in your truth. And this is the truth. It is the only truth. It is true truth. In today's world, we're led to believe that there are different truths and that just isn't true. There is just truth. And David comes to him and he says, God, guide me in your truth. There is just truth and his name is Jesus. He is the way, the truth and the life. So keep crying out to God to guide us in his truth. And that is good and proper. I don't want to live some, some other way on some other path that would lead me anywhere else. Because that is not the truth. And I want to, to remind you of something that's already been said in these two verses. But again, it's said for a second time, God, teach me. Two words. They must be important. It says it, it, says it there twice. It says it later on in the chapter as well. Church, none of us are beyond learning. None of us are beyond being taught. God will teach us something. God will, will tell us what we need to know. God will open our eyes to, to what our eyes need open to. He can teach you something new. 
He uses, he uses different people, he uses different avenues, but he most certainly can teach you. And none of us are beyond learning. Do we want God to guide us? We have to be willing for him to teach us. We need to be willing to learn. So again, God, would you show me your ways? Would you guide me in your truth? And God, would you teach me? I want to learn and to know. So I encourage you again, in the choices that you make, would you choose to let him teach you? Would you, would you pray to him? Would you turn to his word? Would you, would you be fired up in knowing his truth? what he has for your life, the ways that he wants to take you and and where he wants you to go. Lord, teach me, show me, guide me. Just, Just move me. And David, he makes a recognition in that last verse that we read there because he recognizes God as his savior and his hope. David knew that that in every circumstance, he was so aware, the psalmist is so aware that he needs a saviour. Even though it had been learned, even though there had been fights that had been won, still needed a saviour. Even when we accomplish what we set out to accomplish, we still need God. We don't just get these small victories in our lives. We, we don't just tick these boxes and then that's us. We have made it. We are in need of the Savior. And do we recognize that same need? We have an enemy that we need saving from. We have sin that we need saving from. And, and today, if you'd made that decision to accept God into your life, praise God that he has victory over that which you need saving from. Praise God that you have a saviour today. And if you don't, you need him. Need. Absolute need. Fundamental need. Without the saviour, there is no hope. God is my saviour and my hope. I have hope because I have a saviour. If you don't have a saviour, you don't have hope. And praise God that he presents to us in the form of his son, the only one who is the way, the truth, the life. The only one who could save us from our sin. And for us that know and love him, let's choose in this season, this, this year, going forward, can we choose to carry hope with us wherever we go? Remember our hope, share it with others all day long. Every opportunity, every, every time we encounter somebody, would God remind us and reveal to us that we have a hope and it is to be shared and his name is Jesus. And today that same hope is offered to you if you have never accepted it. God sent his son, Jesus, to earth to live a perfect life. He would live a perfect life. He would die on the cross for our sin, for how we fall short of God. He would be buried in a tomb. And three days later, he would rise from that tomb. He would live forever. 
and he would invite us to do the same. What do we need to do? We need to know that he is God. We need to confess that with our mouths and believe it in our hearts. I hope today that you know that there is true hope that there is truth, that there is a way, and his name is Jesus. He is the hope of the world and continues to be church. Let that be our message as we go into this year. Allow me to pray. And can I just encourage you that there is a prayer team available after the service. If you need it, just go to the back, ask somebody with a lanyard if you can be prayed for, and they would love to do that. Lord, thank you. Thank you, God, for a hope in Jesus. Thank you for the saviour of the world. God, would you show us, would you teach us, would you guide us? God, would you move us? Would you continue to remind us? God, would you continue to do a work in our lives? God, thank you that you're always at work. Thank you, God, that, that we have a relationship with you. God, thank you that you are developing and moulding us. Thank you that you are moving us and shaping us. And God, we pray that all day long would we remember that we have hope and would we share it with others. Lead us to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church,